May the grace, mercy, and peace of God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ prepare us through the work of the Holy Spirit to truly hear God's voice of comfort and peace and shepherd us daily into a lifetime of repentance and walking the way of God. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in this second week of Advent, it's as though we've come to a fork in the road. And one sign clearly reads for us to take the road to the wilderness, leading to repentance where there is forgiveness of sin. The other one is also clear but misleading. It reads for us to take the road of the world, where there is no accountability to God, no guilt for sin, but rather tolerance, acceptance, and anything goes. And this way is misleading because it's so well-traveled. There are seemingly so many people in the world taking that road, and they make it sound so nice. They'll say things like, no one will judge you on this road. You're loved because you can do as you please, and, and no one will look down on you. It makes bold promises to lead to greener pastures and fun adventures, but in reality, it leads only to destruction. So the question today is, which road will you travel? It was the calling and privilege of John the Baptist to hold up the sign and call out with God's voice to come to the wilderness. Come to the wilderness, repent, and prepare the way of the Lord. As the last of the Old Testament prophets before the coming Savior, he was to preach so that the people were ready for Jesus. And so there he stood in the stripped-down surroundings of the wilderness, dressed like Elijah and proclaiming the word. And what did John preach in order to prepare the way of the Lord? His message was one of repentance. Repentance for the remission of sins. You see, John sought to turn the people away from any sort of idol that they would put their trust and their faith in more than God. Remission. Forgiveness. John proclaimed that the one who was coming would forgive their sins and baptize them with the Holy Spirit for salvation. John was preaching repentance and forgiveness. So in other words, he was preaching law and gospel. Sin desires to make you reject Jesus. Sin basically says you don't need a savior. Cling to me because I'll fill the need. One way of, of looking at that, uh, an imagery that you could use, is, is to imagine lead weights in the pockets of a drowning man saying, Keep us! We'll save you! That's basically what sin says to you. It wants you to cling to it so you don't cling to your Savior. And it's all a lie. And to hold on to sin is to basically say, I don't want Jesus to save me. Or maybe even, I don't need Jesus to save me, because that's another thing that sin does. It makes turns us into our own God. And we think that we don't need a Savior because we can save ourselves. But repentance, on the other hand, seeks to strip you of everything that would come between you and your Savior. It empties drowning pockets of lead weights. It prepares for the Savior who forgives all of your sins, who heals all of your diseases, and who gives you eternal life. It moves the sinner to say, I cannot save myself, and I reject all the idols that I've trusted in, that I've put my faith in more than God. 
And so John preached repentance. To each individual, he pointed out their sin, those things that they clung to in order to keep Jesus from being their Savior. And once he preached that law, he then preached the gospel. And you know one of those proclamations very well. Having prepared the way of the Lord with the law, John would soon point to the crowd and point to the Savior and say, Look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist prepared the way by challenging the people's sins. You know, one of the marks of this age is the absence of guilt and the absence of any accountability to God. That's what makes uh, Darwin and the theory of evolution so popular even now. Because if we're not accountable to God, then we're not responsible to anyone for our sin. And so the absence of guilt in today's society makes it very difficult to talk about sin. It makes it very difficult to talk about our need for repentance. Because if there's no feeling of guilt, then there's no need for repentance. And it's altogether eliminated. And many in the world see the word repentance as a, as a word that is just old-fashioned and, and outdated. It's a lot of times equated with sackcloth and ashes and mourning. And some see repentance maybe as something that you only do only if you get caught. But repentance is far more than just blurting out, I'm sorry if we get caught in sin. And nor is repentance merely turning over a new leaf. Instead, repentance means to turn around and go in the reverse direction. It means to take a U-turn, to turn away from our sin and turn to Christ where there is forgiveness. What John the Baptist wanted his audience to hear was this, to turn your life in a completely different direction toward this one called the Messiah. And remember this too, repentance is not negative or, or down-faced. Rather, repentance looks up and it looks forward. It breaks the chains of oppression and death that hold us back. So don't get stuck in this notion that repentance means feeling sorry and miserable. It's simply this. It means that you've stopped doing what is wrong and now you're going to do the right thing. It means turning away from your sin and turning to Christ where there is forgiveness, life, and salvation. You know, Martin Luther called for our entire lives as Christians to be ones of repentance. And he said that because it's all about having this right relationship with God and heading down the road that leads only to him. And so why did all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem head out to the wilderness to John? Well, it was a return to the place where their dependency was solely on God, just like it once was. And that also brings us to one more thing. That true repentance means a willingness to confront sin head on. Now, John the Baptist had this amazing courage to challenge sin wherever he met it. And one example of that uh, is with King Herod. King Herod had seduced his brother's wife and taken her to live with him. And although the people were outraged, their religious leaders were silent. Because they had to tread carefully because Herod, as you know, could be very violent and brutal if provoked. But this wild preacher from the wilderness didn't consider his own safety. He had eyes only for God. And with outspoken courage, he denounced the king. And because of this, he was arrested and eventually put to death. 
You know, we look around today at the world and we see that there is certainly much wrong with our society. We can make a list, including things like broken homes, the increase in violence and dishonesty, the lack of integrity in public life, the slow slide of the church into adopting the ways of the world, the decay of sexual morality, you name it, the list could go on and on and on. So who is willing to be the watchman who sounds the alarm? Who will call us back to God in repentance? Who will have eyes only for his Lord, not seeking the approval of the crowds? It's certainly not a popular task. And so this second Sunday of Advent, we hear from the forerunner, from John, who prepared the way by challenging the people's sins. And today, John calls you to repentance. He calls me to repentance. He was not after the popular vote. He had eyes only for God. And so are we ready to share in his work and mission as a Grace Church family, as repentant people of Advent peace? Advent is preparing us for the peace that comes to us in the gift of Christmas, in the gift of Christ. Well, Christmas is a holy day because God became one of us. Christmas is a holy day because God began a journey toward a cross and an empty tomb to do for us what we cannot and could not do for ourselves. Christmas is a holy day because the invisible God of the universe became visible in a way that we could see directly. And so if Christmas is merely just a worldly holiday, then it it is understandable to see Advent as just a time for us to try to get into the holiday spirit. However, since Christmas is a holy day, Advent is a time for us to prepare for an encounter with the Holy One. That's how the way is prepared for Jesus. By this proclamation of law and gospel, repentance and forgiveness. Because we are sinners, all of us. Even as children of God with faith in Jesus, we are sinners. And so you may ask the question, well, what's the difference? Why, why even follow Jesus if we're still sinners? Well, here's the difference. Before faith in Christ, we were sinners running after sin. Now, we're sinners running from sin. We're sinners who turn away from our sin, who turn to Christ every day to receive his free gifts of forgiveness and grace. And that makes all the difference. John the Baptist pointed toward Christ with his words, with his actions, and with his life. There is no greater privilege given to any person this side of heaven than to point to the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that wonderful and amazing privilege has been passed on from John the Baptist to us as the church, the followers of Christ, the repentant proclaimers of peace. And so may our entire lives bear witness to the joy of repenting of our sin and receiving the grace, mercy, and forgiveness of our Lord. Amen.